Welcome to the Managing the Smart Mind podcast with your host, Coach Kramer. Welcome to this bonus episode, the Managing Your Smart Mind podcast. And the reason I'm doing this is because a lot of people ask me about time management and productivity. How do I do it with my neurodivergent brain? How do I get shit done? How do I make sure I am actually on time for meetings, etc., etc.? What tools do I recommend? How do I make my life, my business, planning, work with my neurodivergent and in some ways very ADHD brain? So I thought I'd celebrate the 2000th download of this relatively new podcast. Thank you again, everyone who's been sharing the podcast. I really appreciate it. But I thought I'd celebrate this with a bonus episode to share my tools and strategies with you. Okay, first of all, a warning <laughs> on the label. Read the label. What works for me may not work for you with your unique brain. So, Rather than using this as a prescription, use it as inspiration, right? Use it as guidance, but don't think, okay, if I just copy what Elsa does, it's going to work for me. If something appeals to you, give it a try and then keep, discard or modify as you deem necessary. Okay, you ready? Here it goes. Hack number one, how I don't screw up calendaring and appointments which pretty, pretty essential in my line of business. So without tech, this would actually be a complete nightmare for me with my ADHD. I am also date dyslexic. I, seriously, if, <laughs> you're, if you plan to do something with me and I just say a time and you don't get a confirmation in your email, forget it. It's not going to happen because I will completely get the date wrong, the month, etc. So my brain just doesn't do time and dates. And unless I am in hyper focus, I actually have the attention span of a squirrel, right? I can't even or hardly walk to my pantry to make a cup of tea without getting distracted about 10 times. So without tools, this would mean I would completely screw up scheduling, be late to appointments or even completely miss them and be out of a business, right? Because that's just not how you can run a business. So I have automated as much of the process as I can. And I use reminders abundantly. And this is what that looks like on a day-to-day -day basis. My clients or people I need to meet for other reasons, book sessions with me through Calendly, which I very happily pay a monthly fee for because it is awesome. I am not an affiliate yes, yet, but... Maybe I will be. Um, the Calendly appointments then are automatically connected to my Google Calendar. So the time is blocked and double booking becomes impossible. And I've also linked it to my Zoom account. So a Zoom session is automatically created and appears in my Zoom app. And then clients get automatic reminders 24 and sometimes also one hour before the session. And I also get reminders through my Google Calendar set up. Amazing in itself, 
quite super helpful. I can't make any mistakes because I've basically taken myself out of the process. <laughs> now, is this enough? No. As I mentioned before, I have the attention span of a squirrel. So in the morning, the start of my workday, I look at my calendar and set my alarm on my iPhone to go off seven and three minutes before each meeting I have that day. Now, you may be thinking, that's insane. And why both seven and three? Okay, the first one, the seven minute reminder is so I can get ready if I'm doing something else, make my way to my computer, look at my notes if I need to, etc., etc. And a three-minute reminder is to yank my attention back because it has probably wandered away again in those four minutes. And then as an extra measure, I open the Zoom room and turn on the um, person entering room sound or whatever it's called. You can get a, a sort of auditory alert so that I actually hear a ping when someone enters the room. This works really well. But interestingly, I have some clients who are astonished when I tell them this. They're like, is this allowed? Is this legal? Shouldn't I just work on being more disciplined and focused? I'm like, what the hell? Of course not. Use all the tools you can get to help you with what's hard for your brain, right? Why would I sit here thinking I need to be more disciplined? I could spend that time <laughs> doing much more interesting and useful stuff, right? So using tools and reminders doesn't make you weak or lazy or undisciplined. It is smart. It saves time and energy for what's way more important, the actual work you do. So this is my calendaring sorted. Is it 100% foolproof? No, of course, sadly no. For example, sometimes a client can only work with me through their own company interface, like WebEx, for example, in which case I am totally screwed <laughs> unless I find a good workaround. And yes, um, I messed up once with this and now have created said workaround, right? So you just have to be flexible um, and willing to tweak things. But it definitely works 95% of the time and it does all the heavy lifting that my brain isn't really capable of, which is so good. Right, then hack number two, how I remind myself what to work on. And you may be thinking, how do you need to remind yourself what to work on well? <laughs> then this podcast probably isn't for you. Um, because I am interested in so many things and thinking about so many things almost simultaneously, right? So I constantly also need to re remind myself, okay, right now, we're working on this right now. We're finishing that, etc., etc. But reminder systems, like there's so many apps. Um, remember the milk, right? All those, all those things, lists you can make in your iPhone. But reminder systems like that about things other than appointments, they do not work for me at all. I have really, I've tried so many. And then my phone will ping. I'll look at it and I'll think, oh yeah, I have to do that thing. But unless I start doing it straight away, which never happens, I will have forgotten 10 seconds later. So after years of trying to make this work with my brain, I am no longer wasting time setting up reminders that my brain will simply ignore. Instead, I use visual, physical reminders. And I have to say, I happily pay a lot of money every month for my massive and beautiful studio 
Some people are like, studio, isn't it your office? But no, <laughs> that sounds so uninspiring. It's actually a beautiful studio office, if you like, where I have a lot of square meters just for me and a lot of tables. So I have a coaching desk where I do my coaching calls and my meetings. I have a writing desk where there is no screen and zero distractions. I have a reading chair. I have a Lego table. I have an art table where I can get messy with paint and stuff. And I have a thinking and strategizing table. Now, this probably sounds insane, but for me, it's actually perfect. It means I can leave visual reminders of what I'm working on and what I'm supposed to be doing next with a particular project, which are impossible to ignore. It's a bit like laying out your gym clothes in the morning, right? But this is like the work project version of that one. So it could be a book I'm reading, a mind map I'm working on with lots of, you know, um, drawings and post-its. It can be an article I'm writing in my notes for that. And I also have a flip over so I can create massive visual notes and reminders for myself. So the actual physical thing is right there in my workspace to remind me of what the hell I'm actually working on this week or right now. Now, Luckily, you do not need as many tables as I do to make this work for you. You can also create different areas on a larger table, for example. But I do strongly recommend that instead of just when you move on to a different project, moving your stuff, you actually move to the different part of the table. You move in space because research shows that there are massive advantages for your brain when you do this. And I really experienced this in my in my work as well. This is also why I love all the tables. If you want to learn about this, check out the book, The Extended Mind. It's fascinating stuff. So I don't need apps, right, to keep track of projects. I have tables instead. And this also removes the temptation to work on too many things at the same time, because there's already something else on the table, right? So I do have to be a little bit disciplined about that, but that isn't hard for me with my brain. So visual reminders incredibly useful. One short note on post-it notes, post-its <laughs> on my computer, my brain does not see them. They are so useless, right? Like it will simply ignore them. Um, so either I have to actually stick them on the screen <laughs> and then, you know, do whatever's on the post-it or just let go of the idea that post-its that I put on my computer or somewhere like on the side of my table are going to work. Just let go of that and just use them for maybe some inspirational quotes or thoughts I want to remind myself of, but not, you know, something I urgently need to do. Which brings me to the third hack I want to talk to you about, keeping track of to-dos. Because the tables are all very nice, but of course, not everything I need to do goes on tables and in physical space. There's a lot more I need to do There's a lot of online stuff on my computer. And again, I have tried so many apps to make this work over the course of my life and nothing actually did. I couldn't stick with it for longer than two weeks or it never, you know, seemed to fit my specific needs. Um, it was just way too much work to actually enter all the tasks and, you know, set up the whole app. So I gave up after like three hours, wasted time, never, ever found an app that worked worked. So I have completely gone back to basics. I use, <laughs> drum roll, a spreadsheet. Yes, a very 
very simple spreadsheet. And this spreadsheet is, is not an Excel, it's actually on Google Drive, so I can access it wherever I am. And this is massively important. This very simple spreadsheet has four columns labeled done, today, this week, and sometime. And every morning, I will fill out the today column with what I think needs to be done that day. And I'll also check what didn't get done yesterday, right? And sort of reevaluate. And I will check the this week column if something needs to be moved to today. Then during the day, I go do shit and everything I do gets moved to the done column after I do it, which is so satisfying. It's like, you know, check marking it, but it's like seeing it move from one column to the other creates a nice mini dopamine hit. And of course, I refer to this throughout today to remind myself of what I'm supposed to be doing that day. And whenever I think of a new task or you know, something I get an email or something new needs to be done, it gets added immediately to whatever column it needs to be in. And this is why it needs to be in the cloud rather than, you know, in a specific space. But because I also, like you probably, need to get away from my phone and my, my Mac to do deep work, I do have a little notebook to add tasks that I think of during that time where I quickly jot them down. And then when I go back to my computer, I just add them to the spreadsheet later. Now, being an imperfect human with a limited amount of time and sometimes unrealistic expectations, those columns in the spreadsheet will start getting longer and longer, which is great because this is kind of its own alert system. When the columns start getting too long, when I can no longer see them, like the, the entire column on my screen, I will do a mini audit. It's like a reminder that things are getting out of hand. I check which tasks have been on there for a while, yet never get done. And then I have to make a decision. Is this just on here because I think I should do it, but I really don't want to? In that case, I just let it go. <laughs> I just delete it. Is it something I dread or hate, but something I do want to do because I won't like the results of not doing it, like my taxes, for example? Then I have to plan it. So it gets an appointment, which means I will get alerts. And we basically go back to hack one, right? And I will show up for the appointment to do my tax stuff. And this way of sort of having these lists keeps it real because my brain, if left unchecked, will operate under the assumption that I have infinite amounts of time and energy and keep adding more and more tasks. Um, and, you know, that will just get very depressing and overwhelming. So, again, very, very basic. I make tech and brain hacks, like visual reminders, help me with stuff I suck at. And I love that this is available to me. I really hope this is helpful for you and that it inspires you to create a system that works for you with your beautiful brain. And if you would like to learn how to accept, embrace, manage and even unleash your smart mind, I can help you. Reach out to me via my website, coachkramer.org, or send me a message on LinkedIn for a free first consult. And if you liked this bonus episode and would love for me to share more practical tips on how to manage your smart mind, do let me know. You can DM me on LinkedIn, Instagram or Facebook or send me an email via podcast at elsacramer.com. 
Thank you for listening to the Managing the Smart Mind podcast. Until next week. Bye bye. smart human probably listening to this podcast because you want to learn how to manage that smart mind of yours and the first step is actually getting your bearings doing a little brain audit and I have the perfect tool for that the mapping your unique brain workbook and you can actually download it for free at www.coachkramer.org slash brain map. So that's coachkramer.org slash brain map. Go check it out and play with it and take your first step to managing your smart mind. Mm-hmm.